It's Tuesday, the 12th of April, 2016. This is The Sounding Board, your podcast, weekly podcast that is sometimes about music. I'm your now host. Now with I'm... more music. <laughs> now with more music. Yep, now with more music. I'm your host. I'm Josh Schmidtline. I'm here with, uh, let's see, who are the jokers I've got with me today? We have Camden Taylor. He's here. Hey, who's Skadoo? <laughs> <laughs> Did you plan for that one or was that off the top nope. of the head? Just spitting off the dome, dude. Fucking <laughs> letting it roll, huh? Yeah. Yes, and Theodore Chella Tooker II is also here. Hell yeah. How's it going, guys? I wish I had right. Now I'm embarrassed. Mine was garbage next to Hey Who's Skidoo. <laughs> did, did you get marketing dollars for that? I'm pretty sure Skidoo owes from you what? like $5. Yeah, oh, probably. like Skidoo, like jet skis? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Are they called Skidoos? Uh-huh. That seems so much more po- I always assumed it was Skidoos. No, they're Skidoos. And they're Skidoos to me. Today. They'll always be Skidoos to me. Oh, let's go Skidooing. Yeah. I think I've heard him pronounce Skidoo. Yeah, I don't sure. know. I'm not a, I'm not a, <laughs> you I'm know, a skidoo expert. Yeah, I'm not a skidoo enthusiast. You're not a skeeter enthusiast. <laughs> oh man, not, skeeter. Yeah, yeah. Nor, nor am I a scooter enthusiast. <laughs> well, let me tell you <laughs> about my cousin Skeeter's skidoo. Love that show so much. <laughs> Ted, how you been, man? I've been good. I've been good. Busy. Um, just hanging out with my grandma. Uh, my dad's in town because my grandma turns 90 this week, so all my family's going to come down Ooh. and have dinner with her. Um, <laughs> but Over the hill. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Senior. <laughs> I, uh, I thought that was I, like 65. Yeah, no, it's definitely 65 because when my dad turned 65, my plan, if I were in town, <clears throat> I was going to take those like chalk markers or whatever. Um, and you know how high school seniors decorate their cars like 2016 seniors and like they have tassels and shit. Nah, My man, plan in was Valdez, in Valdez. It was just the rock, the rock. Oh, there you just decorate no... a rock. We had a rock too. Yeah. We had a day where everyone decorates their cars. Oh, okay. Um, no, I never saw that in Valdez. It was just, there was a big fucking rock on a hill mm-hmm. behind the high school. Oh, was it the one by the dumpster that looks like, no, it was, it was the one that's like halfway up the, the hill behind the high school. Mm. Yeah, the one like, on High School Hill that people would, like, crawl up every year and spray paint the graduating class year. Okay, yeah, year. no, I think I know what you're yeah. I'm sure I've seen it a million times. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, continue. Oh, no, uh, but my plan was, if I were in town, um, since he lives, like, 6,000 miles away from me, um, I would have gotten up really early and decorated his, his sob with, like, 2016 seniors, and then, like, young and proud, or whatever, some <laughs> stupid, something like some 16-year-old girl, or 18-year-old girl would put did on you, her car. Sorry, did, sorry. Did young, you hot, fresh. Did you say Goyle? Goyle? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it slipped. I'm just, sorry. I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, thank you for pointing it out. I really, I'm pleased that that happened. <laughs> Um, yeah, but so my grandmother's turning 90 and, uh, I kind of hinted at a a story to you guys, but this past week or so, um, I, I was woken up, uh, on my day off. I was really excited because I was finally going to get to sleep in. Um, but my grandmother woke me up quite suddenly and was just like, I need to go to the store. It's like, oh, oh, all right, gran. 
And then she was mumbling something, and she, like, shuffled downstairs, because I live up in the attic like a troll. Um, Trolls are under bridges, Ted. I know, but, you know, <laughs> like a elf, and I guess. Or facts some shit. <laughs> I'm really fucking it up today. Um, well, I'm in an attic, not under a bridge, so whatever that would be. House elf, I guess. Um, okay, yeah, I'll, that, I'll take it. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, so, <laughs> sure. But I got downstairs, and then she was, like, mumbling about needing to go to the store um, to get iTunes cards. And I was uh, just like... Oh, hold on. Uh, What's your 90-year-old grandma going to do with iTunes cards? I, yeah, exactly. And so and she was so she like said it very briefly. I almost didn't catch that part, but then she was like I have to get something for your cousin, but it has to be a secret, so I can't really tell you. I was like, "All right. You know, that's fine. I'm not going to push your brown your boundaries. You're 90. You deserve like you have earned the right to like have secrets at the age of 90." So I'll just drive you to the store. And she's like, okay. She's feeling kind of jittery and weird. Um, but she gets that way sometimes when she's got, like, a thing she wants to do. Because her memory's failing, so, like, she'll forget to do it. And then it'll be a whole thing um, as far as she's concerned. It's usually not, but, you know, 90. Um, right. So... It, it's like when you're a child, mm-hmm. very small things feel like the world to you. Yeah. Like, I didn't get that ice cream cone, and I'm pretty sure the sun won't come up tomorrow. Yep. I definitely... Yeah, it's the same It's the same sort of thing. And it's fascinating watching that sort of progression. Um, but so she was getting, she was being really antsy and kind of lightly mentioning it. She was like, oh, I gotta get, go to get uh, an iTunes card. And she was, like, looking forward and just kind of looking really grumpy. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll just go to CVS. They've got those there. I know exactly where that would be. And then she was like, I don't know why I always get pulled into these things. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, what is going on? Um, and it was for my cousin. So full disclosure, I realized this past summer that there are three siblings that my grandmother or three children my grandmother has had. My dad um, and then her two daughters. <clears throat> and then one of all of the three siblings has now spent time in a jail cell. Some for more extended periods. Yeah, one of them was for, like, three years. Uh, And then uh, my other cousin was for um, a DUI, or, like, two DUIs. And then there's me for my DUI. So, given how, like, nice and soft our family is, it sounds pretty extreme. It's pretty funny. Yeah, no, that Um, sounds like a a familial problem, man. Yeah, right? It seems, it goes right along the lines with our alcoholism. It's a big thing. It's it's something we keep a a sharp eye on. Um, But yeah, so she was like, oh, I always get pulled into these things, and I realized at this point from some context clue that it was um, for uh, the the middle one, the, the cousin that's been to jail more than I have but less than the one that had been in for, like, three years. So, so was... not only the middle one that example you gave, but literally the middle jailbreak. You no, know, he's... So, out of out of all the guys, he's the oldest. Um, okay. But uh, the oldest is a girl, and then the youngest is also a guy. There's there's a lot now. There's a whole lot more that have been... Sorry, so that I... time you did not say Goyle. Goyle, yeah. I, so she's Please, I'm being consistent. really inconsistent, just to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being there okay. to clarify. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to get a handle on your vernacular. Yeah, I, you know, you've got to understand the lingo I'm going to drop, so it, it makes yeah, sense yeah, yeah, yeah. to clarify. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. So, we get, okay, so we get to CBS, <laughs> we get to this thing, 
she picks up a bunch of them and i'm like all right well how many do we need she says two thousand dollars what <laughs> like who the fuck wants two thousand dollars in itunes cards what? i was getting really confused i was like all right well whatever you know i'm not gonna push it because she said it was a secret and it, i know but ho- hold on you took your 90 year old grandma to the store and let her buy two thousand dollars worth of itunes cards yeah (laughs) Yeah, um so it was also the logic sort of because at this point i was starting to like this is kind of weird but you know, you sort of talk yourself into places. My yeah, cousin, there's a reason she yeah, would you, two thousand yeah, know, dollars. Whatever. So my cousin cards. had his birthday kind of recently, and I was like, maybe okay. it's a birthday present. That doesn't seem her birthday presents have gotten weirder as she's gotten older. I got um a pack of business socks. How last many year. individual cards is that? It was only four actually. They go up to five hundred dollars. Oh, really? I was expecting to be a lot more. I did not know. You that. got a, you yeah. got a, a pack of business socks? Yeah. Like the, the gold and toe, and you got yeah. Your cousin was getting two thousand dollars in iTunes cards. Just to clarify again, she's ninety. <laughs> it's it's a pretty good a widespread with did, did basically that, yeah. everything we do. Did that did that make you did, feel like not the favorite child? I mean, a little bit, <laughs> a small amount, okay, a small amount. Right. I, well, you I, get all that. You get all that oh, free man. rent. Yeah, I, I get all yeah, that free rent true. now, so that helps that's a true. lot. I do consider that in my my uh, my scale of whether or not I'm loved by my grandmother. Did you tell um, your grandmother how much songs cost on iTunes? No, because I, I still <laughs> didn't. I was just like, well, I don't know. She's what's going really to buy him an iPod on. and two thousand songs, and that's so that was my yeah. thought. I was like, oh, maybe she can. They can buy like some sort of thing from Apple that costs a lot of money with this. That's not unreasonable. Except iTunes cards are specifically for iTunes stores rather than Apple's cards, which are for... Which I found out later while trying to return these cards. (laughs) Um, So we get home, right? Yeah. And I'm... At this point, I'm like, something is fucking weird. Because she walks in, puts her bags down, and then, like, shuffles to the back. Because she walks like this. She shuffles. Um, And she's, like, four... Like, uh, five, one at this point, because she's so small. And then she goes, oh, I gotta go check the answering machine in case they called back. Whoa. Like, what? Okay. It's going what? on. So, I, so at this point, I'm like, all right. Okay. I, I'm a Kleiner Minuten here. <laughs> Let me. So I text my aunt. I'm like, hey, do you know anything about Granny buying $2,000 worth of iTunes gift cards for Guy? Uh, my cousin's name is Guy. Um... And my then she was like, what? <laughs> no. And I was like, god damn it. Okay. Um, at this point, I've, I've kind of figured out what's happening. Um, and I start walking to the back and I hear her dialing like relentlessly on a phone, waiting a second, hanging up, dialing again, hanging up, dialing one more time. Um, and then. Uh, I I hear my cousin Guy over the phone because, you know, she's old, so the phone volume is really loud, so I can hear Mm -hmm. it down the hall. And then I hear him go, hello? And she's like, hi, I've got your iTunes cards. Now what do I do with them? And he's like, what? (laughs) And she's like, the iTunes cards. And he's like, uh... And she's like, oh, $2,000 of iTunes cards. And he's like, are you... You're giving them away? And she goes, 
you're not in jail? And he goes, <laughs> and he's on his cell phone right now, just to clarify. <laughs> he's at work in the back on his cell phone. He goes, oh, no. uh, I'm positive, knowing guy, he goes, uh, looks around, no. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, and I, so at this point I sit down on her bed, um, and she goes, okay, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And she hangs up, and I was like, so I think you got scammed, Granny. <laughs> uh, apparently, I th- so she finally tells me what's happening. A uh, person calls and pretends that it's my cousin's lawyer, and he's in jail. Mm-hmm. And in order to get him out of jail, they need to pay someone off, essentially. But um, they want it to be off the book, so it has to be discreetly through some iTunes sort of thing. Cards. So iTunes gift cards because they're not traceable or something. Oh wow! Yeah. So I was like, all right, because uh, my my girlfriend Lita actually her grandmother this time last year got scammed um, uh-huh. with pretty much the same scam. They called oh, and geez. said they were Mickey uh, Camden's boss. Um, it said it was his. Uh, he was in a motorcycle accident and then in jail or oh, something. Geez. Just oh, a long wow. story. And she she sent them two thousand dollars and didn't realize till later. Even though they called him Mikey at first, <laughs> Mikey, you, know, you you had that sort of panic set in, like, oh yeah. my grandchild. Um, yeah, 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 no, totally. Yeah, so that's we, horrible. Yeah, like, it's, it's fucked up. It's super fucked up. It's a funny story, but man, yeah, wow. but we were, like the amount of people that are getting fucked by this is insane. But uh, about five minutes into us talking, the phone rings, and it's actually the people trying to scam her. <laughs> And they oh, call, no. and she's like, oh, mm-hmm. And then she just, like, hands me the phone. So I answer, I'm like, hello? And this guy, you know, sounds weird. He's like, hello? My first thought was like, how could anyone think this guy's a lawyer? Um, <laughs> and then he's like, who is this? And he sounds, like, really gruff and defensive. I was like, oh, well, this is her grandson. <laughs> and he goes, and he just doesn't really respond. I was like, so... Uh, you can, you can stop calling my grandmother now, uh, asshole. And he goes, his response is, um, I can do whatever I want. Shit, cunt. <laughs> oh, man, he got you. Oh, I know, right? Burn. And then he waits for me to go, <laughs> okay, asshole. And then he hangs up. And, uh, so it was, but it was on a blocked call. There's no way to trace it or anything, so... That was my, that was the exciting thing. My I favorite did. part about this is that it was solved because your grandma, when she had the cards, figured she'd call your in jail cousin <laughs> to give him the numbers. Yep. <laughs> and he's, what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's, oh uh, man, it's excellent. It's really great. So. You know, if your grandmas start talking about, or anyone you know really start talking about, someone calling, saying they're a lawyer for a younger family member, just give that person a call. Yeah. And find out. <laughs> First thing, do. Yeah, just call them. See if they pick up. If they pick up, just don't pay the people. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's by a... the way, I am uh, not in jail. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. But you can still send me the gift cards if you yeah, want. Yeah, I'll take $2,000 no, worth of iTunes gift cards. It's actually, it's a super classic scam, and it mm-hmm. in jail is one way, in the hospital is another. Because people panicked. Like, yeah. pr- pretending that they kidnapped the person. Yeah, like, we saw a play about that, um, mm-hmm. I think. You were there for that, right? Huh? Ten-minute play slam. Um, they had a play about... It Are was, you referring uh, to me or Josh? Josh. Josh, Josh, that's me, yeah. Uh, 
It was I, the path. The, were you there for the play slam? Um, I think last I, year? I probably saw it, but I've also I've also heard other stories of the same thing. It so, and it totally happens. It just there was a small play this past summer where they sort of enacted that, and that was what I was thinking about the whole time. Because um, what it just it gets you emotionally charged mm-hmm. and and, and then up. you just want to help immediately. Totally, exactly. Yeah, totally. and that that way they can get more information out of you. Because classically mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Hi, I represent your grandson." Uh, and you mentioned like hospital or jail, and they're like, "Oh my God, Camden!" It's like, "Yep, Camden. Yeah. That's who I represent. That one, the one you just said, Camden." Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's pretty crazy. So always ask which grandson. Yep. Yeah, good. You figured out. Did you successfully return all the cards? Can't no. return iTunes no. cards. No. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, so, man. Uh, dude, charge back that shit. She bought it with a credit card, right? Nope. She pulled out fucking two thousand dollars and fifties and paid for it. <laughs> she just started like holding these fifties. I was like, "All right, Grant, I'll I'll count that for you." Was, this is so weird. This oh, is so weird. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you can sell them. Yeah, we're we're looking into it. They're hanging out on the the kitchen table. Oh, why um, don't don't tell the people where they're at? I don't know. Oh, okay. You might well, have some people I'll, I'll in Monterey who want to um, take your your I, gift card. It's a shit Oh yeah, what's your address by the way? Oh, yeah. you know, it's uh <laughs> It's at the end of a long road. I remember him Henderson telling us that. Henderson Road. <laughs> Fairbanks, Alaska. Fairbanks, Alaska. Oh, wow, dude. 9909. That is that that's super crazy. It is. Um and it's and, it's oh. yeah, you can, so you can't take them back to iTunes either. I checked with Apple. Um, and the the store refused to the the guy felt really bad. He was like, "Yeah, sorry, we just can't take any forms of gift cards back." Did just... you uh did you did you think about like talking with the police cuz they are very interested in these sorts of scams? I and... so first thing I did was really look into and um, they were just like, "Nope." Not not that part. I mean, I was looking, I looked at the call log and I checked to see if there was any information I could actually give them. Mm-hmm. And the amount I could give them is so small that it's not worth mm-hmm. really adding to the bundle. Mm-hmm. Um so we've just got hopefully figure out what to do with the cards. We'll see. Um, because I'm not going to use them because I don't fucking use iTunes. Um, you could Granny sure Apple, shit isn't going to use you, them. You could fund an Apple Music subscription pretty much for life. <laughs> True, I could do that if I wanted to. Be perfect. Next time uh, either of you guys choose an album that isn't on Spotify, I can actually listen to it. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was that was the big exciting thing. Um, she keeps looking at the cards and being like, is there anything we can do with these? <laughs> and then she sort of looks at them and clearly doesn't quite remember the full thing that happened because everyone's sort of like, I don't quite, I don't know. How, why do I have these again? And I tell her, she's like, oh, that's right. That's right. And she oh. looks really embarrassed. It's a weird, that's weird really sad. living with your grandma. It's It happens. People get old. She's pretty awesome. That's pretty, it's a pretty unfortunate but entertaining story. <laughs> I'm happy it didn't go any further than it did. Uh, yeah. Just yeah, it's good to yeah. cut it at least. I would, I would have been so embarrassed if that, like, if those got sent out and then I was like, wait a minute, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that they tricked you too. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's pretty much the exciting thing that happened in my, my life. I watched a, a really good movie as well, though. Not about scams or grandmas. Um, 
and I told you it's guys kind of to about check scams. It out. It's it is actually kind of about <laughs> scams. You're right. I should have thought about that before yeah. I said that. You could that have done been such a, solid, a great, I, I been like smooth, major but, plot point. You know, in the movie. talking about scams. This movie <laughs> yeah. had a major plot point. Damn it! What I could have used all been of a that. Great transition. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it, um, it was karma. You've ruined so many of mine. That yeah, this yeah, point. no, it's <laughs> definitely, it's definitely gonna be a comeback, sort of. This is gonna be a wave of me never getting transitions because of all that. Um, but I watched, uh, Dope, and I had, I had Camden at least watch it. Um, it was a movie that came out this past year about, um, how would you describe it, Camden? Huh? Since I apparently how don't would, know the How would you line. describe it? I wouldn't have involved the word scam until now, so I might fuck it up. <laughs> um, basically, it's uh, it's a group of kids. They're they're eighteen or so, maybe seventeen. Yeah, in seniors high in high school. Seniors in high school, um, and they're really into '90s hip hop to the point where it's um, kind of like a kitschy, like hipster effect. Um, but they just really like it. They like the style, the aesthetic of the clothing. Um, and they just hang out with each other, but it's in like South LA area. So they're kind of surrounded by like gang violence and, um, drug dealing and whatnot. Um, and they're constantly exposed to it because they're, they're, that's three or two black kids and then one, um, mixed guy who is apparently 18% African, according to oh, yeah, in the a movie, certain scene in the movie, according to ancestry.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so so they're just kind of really smart, nice kids. One of them, um, the main character, is Malcolm. He's trying to get into Harvard is his goal. Um, and it's sort of uh, a movie kind of working around racial prejudice is, is the main underlying theme. But they kind of don't push that until the very end in a really sort of nice way. Um, but what happens is they, he ends up with like a backpack full to the brim of um, MDMA like fucking bricks of it and like a Glock or something. Um, and it's them trying to deal with like getting rid of it. And then they find out who, uh, who's, who's it is really. And then he's like, well, you got to sell it. Cause that's all that I don't, I'm not a seller <laughs> and I'm not taking it back. So they end up selling it online. Um, and like starting a craze. Um, but what do you think about it, Camden, since you saw it? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. It's uh, it's always cool to see movies about like um, I don't know, like people who live in like uh, urban neighborhoods, neighborhoods like Inglewood and stuff. Like you don't see a lot of movies about like young black kids, which is uh, made mm-hmm. it, like I don't know. That's always like nice to see. Yeah, and it was it was, it was really well done. Like I thought, uh, I thought it was filmed really well. Um, some of the stuff was like a little bit not believable. oh god there were definitely moments where that came through way stronger than i wanted it to yeah yeah um um i thought talked about the internet yeah (laughs) it was it was like bad internet or uh, tv hacking yeah and then like there were there were moments where they were using hot words or uh like uh, fucking what is that called um i don't know big words they were like you know they literally listed like anon 4chan anonymous Mm. or they were just like listed the five most associated words with hacking (laughs) it was really silly (laughs) yeah i don't know i thought it was really entertaining though Mm -hmm. yeah i was i was afraid i thought uh 
ASAP Rocky was funny. Yeah, ASAP Rocky. I didn't realize that was him. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was he was great. He was actually like yeah. a good actor in that yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, I'd never seen him act in anything before. Yeah, I think that's the only thing or the first thing, one of those. Um, yeah, I think he's been in like maybe a couple things, but mm-hmm. there's yeah. there's a couple of big names in that. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, famed for being yeah. Lemony yeah. Kravitz's daughter, yep, but also yep. being in the Mad Max movie. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's right. And uh, so that was great. And then, but there, so there's a really great climactic scene where he's trying to write his his um, acceptance or his essay to get accepted, whatever, to apply for Harvard. Um, and his original plan was to talk about um, the the Friday movie and sort of like break that down um, from a really critical thinking standpoint, so he would stand out. Uh, but then he turned it into basically the view of himself in this position and it's uh, the the film aesthetic that they chose for this was great because at first it was like doogie hauser typing on his computer with a mm-hmm. over voice narration um and then it shifted to him like standing at the various points where they were filming the different things in in, in the area um with just like a mic stand and like describing himself um and the shit situation he's in as a young black man, um, I thought it was excellent. I thought that that point made up for all the other weird shit that yeah. happened in the movie. Yeah, it was a really strong ending. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was it was thought provoking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, more than anything that I had an issue with, <laughs> any time oh, they fucking played music, it was so bad. Like, they oh, were like all their band? Yeah, they were supposed to be the punk band called Aureos, like A-W-E-E-R-O-S. Um, and one, they never played any punk music. Uh, one of them was actually <laughs> yeah, like an electronic I didn't think that was myth. pretty weird. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't but sure was what like they were going for with that. The silly, the silly thing where like clearly he's supposed to be pretend- playing the guitar and he's obviously just pretending. But mm-hmm. it's the point where he like lets go and like holds the mic to sing into it but someone's still playing the guitar somehow yeah, yeah um and then when they're they're playing uh at the dance party where everyone's doing the molly um but it's in, it's like an electronic fucking i don't know dancey song but they're playing it with just their instruments that they're yeah it, was, it, it, it didn't the, make any yeah, sense the music was not well dubbed in those parts no. at all. it was very unfortunate it pulled me way out of the film I was super irritated. Oh, I also wanted to mention for another cameo that uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of the guys in ASAP Rocky's characters, uh, Dom was his name, right? Dom. Yeah. And his like crew was Vince Staples. Oh, was that Vince Staples? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even yeah. notice. Like the really dumb one who. Yeah, I was about to say, like, it was probably yeah. the one guy who was uh, asking. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was fucking. It's yeah. a good movie. I think you'd enjoy it. I thought it was really. Um, the ending was <clears throat> awesome. I thought that was really solid. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. Try solid and, recommendation. I'll try Ooh, and check it out thanks. sometime. I uh, have not had a ton of time to watch movies, unfortunately. I have too much time to watch movies. I gotta fucking cut back. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, dude. I've been fucking exhausted. Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, you know. Normally we wait to talk about music till we're at like forty five minutes, but we're a leaner, meaner, fighting machiner uh, sounding board podcast. Yeah, damn it, Camden. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 
Dude, I swear this would not happen if we recorded in the same place. It would be I would so fucking hope not, because it would be so rude. <laughs> and then you could just slap me if it happens. Oh, my God. Yeah. That would make for some great radio. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I will be quiet. No, no, we're we're actually kind of a little bit behind schedule to make our transition over to talking about music. And Camden, as the person oh, yeah. who habitually listens to by far the most music... Yeah. Just in terms of sheer number of tracks. <laughs> please. You to whip out the amount of music you I, listen, I listen to, to like measured it. over 10 tracks. This if you well, over 10 your, tracks? If you whipped out your music dick, it would be the largest <laughs> in the room. It would also be with the only in the room because you're I, I by yourself that. in Fairbanks. I appreciate that compliment. That was very nice of you. <laughs> so, So what I'm saying is... What have you been listening to, man? Whip it out. Whip it out. Whip it out. All right, here we go. Oh, he's standing up. No, I've been listening to a lot of stuff because it's actually been a while since we had kind of a, uh, you know, long time away from the show. Uh, I've listened to a lot of stuff that I wanted to bring up. Um, So I'll just go through a few things. I'm going to talk about when Joey's on here, which might be next episode, I'm going to talk about the new Explosions in the Sky album. The Wilderness, but I'll give you a quick summary. It's pretty good, and <laughs> they've like uh, kind of expanded their sound in interesting ways. That's my quick summary. <laughs> Zero out of ten. <laughs> so, <laughs> one ten. And yeah, one ten. <laughs> so, um, in sort of like a similar vein to that, uh, Mogwai had a new album that's actually a soundtrack to a documentary. It's called Atomic. And it's um, not the first time they've done soundtrack work before. They've had two other albums I can think of where they did soundtrack work. They did one uh, for, like, this French zombie show in, like, 2013. And it was actually, like, one of their better albums of the 2010s. Really? (laughs) It's a really strong album. Yeah. What Uh, was that one called? Do you remember? It's in French... Let's see if I can <laughs> the French it one. Up. Got it. Yeah, it's uh, I can't pronounce it, but it's like oh, I want to hear you. The, it's like it's like the revenants. It's that word, but it's the French spelling. So, all right, hold on. <laughs> I don't want to waste time looking on Wikipedia because it's not showing up there. Yeah, like that. Or something there you like go. That. I just pretended to say it with a French accent. That's all I did. <laughs> just for the record. Just drop the yeah, last two uh, so and go for it. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much what I always do. <laughs> so, yeah, this one is the soundtrack to a documentary that's titled Atomic Living in Dread and Promise that uh, has, like, I, I think it's, like, centered around the, like, production of the atomic bomb and stuff like that. And um, Interesting. Yeah, but so it's... It, it's, it's, a, it's a soundtrack for a documentary. That explains yeah. why it was so slow. Because I was, yeah. I kept waiting for like major climaxes since I was. Oh, so you listened to, like, to it? Yeah, I did actually. I okay. got about uh, okay. three quarters of the way through it, and then I fell asleep because it was really late. Not it's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. I liked it uh, more than their last album, Brave Tapes. Mm-hmm. Overall, um, yeah, I think they're they're really good at doing that sort of thing, like the score type music, like. Uh, if anyone doesn't know who Mogwai is, they're like a one of the titans of post rock. Been around since like the mid '90s, 
They've done a lot of really impressive things, and you know they've kind of branched out into a uh, doing doing music that sounds like a little more subdued than their early stuff. Like you're saying, like there's not like the big explosions of sound like there is on like early Mogwai albums anymore. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, their music has become like over the last like ten years or so, it's become really really like refined. You know, and <laughs> there's like a lot of attention to detail. And I don't know, I think it works really well in the context of doing uh, stuff like this where you're doing soundtracks. Yeah, I think uh, I think their style really leads well to this. Um, so it, it was cool. I liked it a lot. Um, I yeah. Anytime I listen to them, all I'm wanting is uh, that one single that came off of the last. <laughs> what is it? Oh, um, yeah, The Lord is Out of Control. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. That and that's song... that's so funny because that's like a unique song for them. Like they don't really have a lot uh, of tracks like that. That's so <laughs> unfortunate because that song yeah. is everything I want from them. Um, and think other things I've heard from them are really great. But oh my god, I love that yeah. song so much. Well, if you haven't before, you should go back and listen to like uh, their first couple albums. Yeah, at least and get a. I actually spent just much time with it, so I need to go back. Okay. Yeah, they actually just released like a big, like five disc compilation album that goes over their entire. Oh, was that a compilation that has, album? Like... I thought they just put out like a seven hour album. That was really confusing. <laughs> to <me>. I'm <laughs> sure you did. Never gets yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a compilation. Uh, that one's called <laughs> Central Belters. That came out late last year. That's actually a good. Um, if you want to just like click around that album, it's actually oh, got a sure. lot of all their best stuff on it. Uh, if you got three hours great. and a half to kill, <laughs> you, know, you, can listen you to all know I do. <laughs> um, but I also listened to an album I kind of came back to after a while. I listened to Nils Fromm, his album Spaces. So he's a German musician who does a lot of stuff in like ambient electronic, and uh, he also kind of works his way into like film score type stuff as well. Um, but he's one of those guys who like bleeds over into electronic music, but is like classically trained, like kind of like someone like John Hopkins or you know, where yeah. they're like really uh, musically skilled. Which I'm not saying most uh, electronic music musicians aren't, but it's usually like there are a lot that don't actually know how to like play a piano really well. You know, yeah, and, they don't um, have the and, classical yeah, and he's backing. Like, yeah. Yeah, so his album Spaces is really fucking amazing. It's kind of a compilation of live recordings um, from a bunch of different shows over uh, over like a period of two years of him touring. So it, it's kind of cool because it's all new material, but it's all released as like a live album setting. Um, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, which is pretty neat. Uh, yeah, and it's just a really it's a really like beautiful combination of. Uh, synthesizers and um like traditional acoustic instrumentation um really really cool music uh that this was actually one i was considering picking for the album of the week this week but i did not um he has another album called felt that i've been really into that came out in 2011 and it's uh it's really unique because it's 
he did like a really interesting way of mic of like micing the piano. He like stuck a bunch of little mics like way deep inside the piano, so that you, they're like really close to all the strings and stuff. <laughs> so you know, like, kind of uh, the uh, the Colin Stetson of the piano. Here. Yeah, kind of like okay. Colin Stetson throwing mics inside his saxophone. Yeah, I was really <laughs> Just... fucking big on that last year. God damn it, yeah. motorcycles. <laughs> Sorry, we've you. entered the part of the year where you guys can hear everything that happens outside of my apartment. Yeah. So, uh, I like to call this my studio, but one day I'll figure out a way to fucking baffle it. It'll be great. Yeah. But anyways, if you're going to listen... Sorry, if you're going to listen to one... (laughs) Killing it! Yeah! If you're going to listen to one track from the Nils Fromm album, I'd listen to the track Says. There's actually a really cool video that goes along with it so oh cool that's look awesome that shit up yeah okay. um, i'll check that out real quick um before you move yeah. on since i've never heard nils from before if like you were to compare him to somebody anyone spring off the top of your head uh, with, like, the someone closest I heard one of? that i know is uh he's he reminds me a lot of john hopkins but not not as heavily electronic leaning okay um, his his compositional style is similar um yeah that's what i would I'm not like a electronic music expert. So sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's pretty hard to compare. Or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. But I'm it's excited. good. Uh, <laughs> speaking of not being an electronic music expert, I so there's a band called Autecker that's like one of the most famous ambient techno and IDM artists of all time. And IDM is a really horrible genre name that stands for intelligent dance music. Oh god, that's <laughs> Fuck that, that was, dude. That was really that was really popular in the nineties. And it's one of those things like pretty much any artist who makes music that's classified as IDM does not like that name. <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> no. the fuck? Mm. Yeah. But uh what it is, it's like like the reason it got, you know, called that is because basically it's it's um like a style of electronic music that came up in like the early 1990s with people like boards of canada and apex twin who were just making electronic music that was like really complex um and the and a lot of the times it like goes to the point where it's not like yeah so (laughs) not only is intelligent dance music kind of douchey but a lot of it is goes into like being so complex that it's not really that danceable anymore (laughs) yeah (laughs) That's so my it's favorite really, part about that genre. It's a really name. terrible name. Really terrible name. UDM, um, unsufferable but, dance music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but it's it's really interesting music. Like, <laughs> I should just change it to an interesting dance music. <laughs> I don't know, but that's also kind of douchey. For that. I don't know, but yeah, don't let the genre name, like, dissuade you from listening to anyone <laughs> who makes music like that, because, yeah, it's it's really great. Uh, but yeah, Autiker is kind of one of the biggest groups in that genre and they're one they're like a group i have known about for a long time and i like distinctly remember listening to them back when like back in high school when i first heard like apex twin shit and being like oh i should try this out and listening to it and be like what the fuck this is like (laughs) too fucking out there and sounds so completely inhuman that (laughs) i like have no idea what to do with this but uh yeah, I, I spent some time with a couple of their earlier albums, and I think I finally get Autecker. 
Although I am listening to their more accessible ones at this point, so, <laughs> but this I, is... I get I get what there is to like about it. Like it is just it's it's sort of that kind of music that is really rewarding if you just like sit down and really focus on it. Would you like, call it the so Captain Beefheart of electronic music? Uh, I well, I listened to some of their later stuff, and they eventually basically become that. Yeah. Okay. The, the albums that I spend a lot of time with are um, Amber and Triopite, which are their second and third album, and they're they're pretty much uh, ambient electronic. Uh, like it sounds, it almost sounds kind of dated since that was such a sound in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's a really <clears throat> it's a really nice genre. But uh, they they definitely have that sort of complexity, but it's not nearly what you know stuff they would do later on got to be. Uh, so yeah, but I was pretty excited that I. It's all I don't know. It's always fun to have a band that you know about and you're just like, "Oh, I don't really like get why people like that." And then you kind of get it after a while. I love when that happens. Growing up. That's <laughs> exactly. I might be like, "Yeah, look that's at me." That's how I feel so about great. mushrooms and olives. Oh, eating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. <laughs> also, two yeah, of my favorite band rock bands, I... Mushrooms and Olives. <laughs> Yeah, I also did not understand psychedelic mushrooms when I was twelve. <laughs> but let me tell you now. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, I definitely put other things on that list. What did I? What else did I send you? <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, let's see. You wanted to tell us uh, about the drones. Oh shit! Oh yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> the drones. Okay, so the drones are like the most underrated rock band currently <laughs> around. <laughs> They're from Australia, and they have a lot of similarities to... Um, I don't know, I, I want to, like, overset it, but the guy, like, the vocalist has a really distinct singing style, and it's very, like, pained and intense, and it's uh has a lot of similarities to, like, stuff Nick Cave does. You know, okay. another famous Australian musician. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, these guys make like this music that is super fucking like the songwriting's amazing and it's like super fucking heavy and bleak. It's like their first their first album I heard was one that came out a while ago. It's like two thousand five. It's called Wait Long by the River and the Bodies of Your Enemies Will Float By. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and it is like I think you would get really into that album, Josh. It's like a super fucking dark blues album. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's like really dark blues garage rock with, I mean, like it's like their shit gets really heavy and everything is always mixed and recorded really well. So you just like feel the harshness and like the grit of it. Uh, and they're one of these bands like they've just been getting consistently better and better. Like, they had uh, an album in 2013 called I See Seaweed that was one of my favorite albums of that year. And the thing that sucks is, like, for the last few albums, they haven't really been getting covered by anyone. Like, they so, kind of got some coverage in the mid-2000s, but... This album was kind of... uh, was feeling kind of free, right? Yeah, so this okay, is, I've, this I've is a release that just came out. I've just Apple Music, and yeah. I found feeling kind of patent. <laughs> is that Patton Oswald? Is that Mike Patton? Feeling kind of good. <laughs> feeling kind of horny. Ooh. And right. when so I'm feeling kind of blue. Oh jeez. Well, so, uh, none I'll of those looking. are. None of those are that. Album. 
but yeah, no, it's it's a bit of shame because, like I was saying, they haven't really been getting a lot of press, and I think like these last two albums are like the best stuff they've ever done. Like it is, like they are a phenomenal. Like they're they're a, like a rock band that I get excited about at a time where I don't really get excited about rock bands anymore. You know? Um, yeah, that's rad. Okay, but yeah, yeah, feeling kind of free. Fucking awesome. Probably okay. the best rock record I've heard this year so far damn that's a uh, hell of an endorsement all right so i so found good. it it is in fact on itunes yeah it is now in my music and i will report back probably next week i yeah. i just want to heavily sell that one yeah no, some love. no no it's on my list <laughs> it's, love. it's on my list. list i just haven't listened to it yet yeah so cool. i'm excited about it all right so uh looks like you mentioned one or two more albums uh, that you might have wanted to talk to about. We mentioned Colin Stetson earlier. Do you want to talk oh, about yeah, his stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, as we just stated, Colin Stetson put out a new album, sort of. Um, it's under kind of a different group name sort of thing. So it's Colin Stetson, um, but it's a Colin Stetson Symphony. And it's the album is called Colin Stetson presents Sorrow, a reimagining dot 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 because Spotify doesn't tell me of... the whole fucking <laughs> yeah. album name, and I didn't realize till now, bastards. Uh, sorrow, a reimagining of something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's embarrassing. Yeah, so it's it's three songs. It's about it's an hour Gor- long. Gorecki's Third Symphony. Gorecki's Third Symphony. Yes. Perfect. Thank which you. I am not, which I am not familiar with. So Me if anyone, neither. if anyone, hey, I got a thing. If anyone else is familiar with Garecki's Third Symphony, you know what? Send us an email. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just like, shoot one of those emails our way and be yeah. like, "You uneducated fucks, <laughs> how do you not know about Garecki's Third Symphony?" Because um, I would love to know more about it. Uh, but so it's three songs, um, and they're all fucking incredible um yeah. i have uh a, like a raging hard on for colin stetson i love anything <laughs> he puts out i think it's like I don't oh know, yeah it's me he's so deeply every time I, i'm so I, fucking into it i fought he's for fucking his album amazing on uh, yeah. on album of the year like i, I was remember. blown away i don't like listening to saxophones anymore but man yeah did you good. ever go back to his other records New History Warfare. I have yeah, not yet. You have to oh listen to that God, you haven't! Oh, oh my right. God! All right, I'm writing it down. New so History Warfare. New good. History Warfare volumes one through three. Listen to all of them. They're all yeah. Jesus honestly. Christ! You're gonna. Mm. <laughs> I have are, like no time already. You're Christ. gonna be okay with this. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Well, put it on your put it on your bucket list. <laughs> yeah. Bucket bucket list. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Those are incredible. This is also really good. Um. I was. I didn't realize it was a symphony. At first, I thought it was just yeah. a Colin Stetson album. So as soon as it started, you know, it started with a classic sort of Colin Stetson, like, <laughs> and that, which like then that led super into bass, super oh, bass, his, uh, his contra bass saxophone, yeah. which is as big uh, as he is. Um, yeah, he's got like a bunch more because mostly when usually when you listen to like a solo Colin Stetson album, you get a lot of just him fucking around with the sonics of his saxophone. Mm-hmm. And it's like solo, and it's just like fucking crazy to listen to because oh, he creates so like these dense great. soundscapes with one instrument. And yeah. 
Yeah, this is one more like because so this one's a big collaboration. Like we were saying, it has Sarah Neufeld on it. I thought so. She, I was wondering if that was. Yeah, her she I was does. Hearing. She's on this playing violin. Uh, Colin Stetson's sister sings on it. And let me tell you, she's <laughs> yeah. got a big old pair of lungs on her. <laughs> uh, oh, a yeah. really awesome drummer named Greg Fox. Oh yeah, I noted. Uh, Whoever that drummer yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm trying to remember who else was on here, but there's a really cool lineup of people. Um, it's like a power album. Yeah. Power <laughs> essentially. Yeah. For symphony people. Um. Yeah. yeah it's. It's really fucking good. It's super dramatic and sorrowful. Um, I I was really happy that you reminded me that it came out this week because I had mm-hmm. it slipped my mind, um, and I fucking loved it, no question. Which yeah, I mean, really again, good. as I said, my endorsement with him is kind of tricky because I'll always endorse anything he put out. Yeah. After like the first time I heard "Brute," that uh, the track off of uh, "New History Warfare Volume Three. Um, which is so badass. Um, I've always been a fan. Will yeah. always be a he's, fan. He is fucking mind blowing. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. crazy. Um, did you want to talk about uh, parfait farts? Par, <laughs> par, we spent all week making these parquet <laughs> quartz jokes where yeah. we do what they do, where we change their name and we used up all of the good <laughs> jokes before the episode. I think, yeah, I think we're scraping the bottom of the barrel now. Really, I'm not even going to try anymore because yeah. I've got nothing. <clears throat> yeah, last one I had was Parfait Quartz. Um, <laughs> quartz of Parfait. Not great. That sounds Still delicious. I don't know. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I would eat the shit out of a Parfait fo- Quartz. I would, <laughs> I say, would possibly live in a Parfait Fort. I would totally hey, there you go. Fort. Parfait no, Fort. You, uh, you mentioned it? Parlay Fort. There we go. That kind of works. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> no, we're trying to figure out how to uh, connect done Parlay. Par- well, Parte real, Forts. Real Parte Forts. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Real quick, before we, we go into the Barclay sorts, I don't know. <laughs> right, we, we killed it. There you go. Yeah. Too far. <laughs> I, I finally got the opportunity to listen to The Life of Pablo. Oy. Finally. <laughs> Finally, I know Ted, so, or I know I know Cam. Summarize, you to it. summarize your thoughts in the three words, <laughs> and they can't be "I love Kanye." <laughs> Damn, um, one word. <laughs> okay, then you don't you don't have to do that. Okay, you can if you want. Nailed it! Yeah, yeah. Boom. Uh, no, okay, that was. Then. It was uh, no. So, excuse me. Damn. Okay, then three words. Damn. Okay, <laughs> then. There was some really cool stuff on there. Oh yeah, uh, I think I think production-wise, there cool were parts on. that I didn't find as interesting as I normally expect from Kanye, which was a shame. Uh, I thought yeah. there, he he had some really funny funny shit going on, like especially when um, his his track where he embraced the the I love Kanye I love you like Kanye loves Kanye joke. Yeah, like, where it was just like a minute of him r- rhyming Kanye with Kanye. Uh, yeah, and then and then he released that song as a single. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Ted, have you listened to the album yet? That's hilarious. 
Ted, have you listened to the Oh, album? I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I was too busy laughing at <laughs> okay. that joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, or at that thing. It's no, not I, a joke. I, I know. I realize. <laughs> I, I apologize for my use of that word. Yeah. Um, no, I still haven't listened to it. I know it's on Spotify now, it's so probably, I can listen to it. It's probably worth listening through once. It It doesn't feel super cohesive. But there's mm-hmm. some really cool stuff going on, and I think some really ambitious stuff going on. And actually, there's some interesting stuff around this album now. It uh, it made it to number one, like where on on the 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 actual like um, the charts, man. That made it to number one. Yeah, his album made it to number one. And here's the thing about it: it made it to number one like last week. Yeah. Like, like... That's a slow what, climb. Right. right. So, yeah. here's the thing. Streaming counts now. Obviously it does. This wasn't available for purchase outside of outside of stream. Um, right? You had to listen to it on title. But he's redone nearly every song on that album. Yeah. Like, nearly, least... not, just, not just Wolves. Nearly every track on that album got reworked. Yeah. Well, most of them... Because I listened to the redone version, too, when that came out. <clears throat> and most of it's, like, some of them have actual new sections and stuff, but a, a, most of it is, like, actually the mix just sounds better. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> but but the thing is, the the reason that's important, or the reason I think it's important, is because when he did the release onto Apple Music and onto Spotify, he was still getting listens on Tidal, because the people who had listened to it... <laughs> Early in it, when it when it was released, were coming back to it, yeah, because it it got reworked and there was something new there. So like, yeah, nearly like what? When did it first come out? Like nearly a month ago? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like a month, a month after it came out, it has become the first album to hit number one on I think the Billboard. I think that's the chart that this is, article is referencing, based on streaming alone. Well, of course, it's probably right. Billboard now that they made that chart for yeah. streaming. So, and it's it's of... still not really clear if he's ever going to release it in a physical copy because he was saying all this stuff. Because you know, whatever Kanye says, one day you can't really be sure he's going to stick with. Right. Yeah. For he example, said he said never... it would always be on title. Only title. <laughs> yeah. Never on Spotify. Title. Never on Apple Music, and never physical. But around that yeah. didn't last a month. Yeah. I mean, a month is a long fucking time for an yeah, album it's a long like time this. to be exclusive. And I'm sure, I'm sure the like, I'm sure that Def Jam act does not actually want it to just be on title because you know more people mm-hmm. are going to listen to it if it's on all the streaming services. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he had some opposition from the label. I imagine they weren't really into that idea. But, at but all. he he drove subscriptions to Title. Like, there's no way he didn't. You you yeah. got to keep in mind that album on Title was streamed 250 million times in the first 10 days. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was when people believed it would only be there. So maybe people only went in for the one month deal. Like maybe that's what happened. I know a lot of people did that with Apple Music for Compton mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, but he still drove a shit ton of subscriptions there, and then got a ton more listeners when it came out everywhere else. Like, oh, yeah, I, sure. I, I I I don't think it was a good release strategy. It was a really weird one, but it seems to have worked. Like mm-hmm. for for this album, and yeah, you know. I think it's a mess. I think you're right, Camden. I, I, yeah. I'm not itching for a re-listen. But I think there's a lot of cool stuff there. And, like, there was a lot of stuff yeah. that I really enjoyed. Like, I kind of liked Wolves when I listened to it. I thought that was a pretty cool track. 
Yeah, um, I still don't. Yeah, I still doesn't like work for you. Doesn't work for me. I there, like I think there's there's cool elements and stuff, yeah. but it's just like I don't know. It doesn't come together into something compelling for mm-hmm. me. But uh, yeah, I can I can see that. Um, yeah. It it does for me, and and like like I said, I was cracking up when he was like, "Yeah, fuck you for saying I'm self involved. I'll show you how self involved I really am." <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> because it's like literally a minute of every line ending with him saying Kanye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah it's 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 actually kind of terrific i really liked it yeah it's um, excellent yeah so it's weird man it's a weird thing it's it's super crazy that like it didn't hit number one when it was released and now here we are a month later and it's there like yeah what well so the, and and also the the updating of the songs after the initial release is actually a pretty interesting thing and something that I don't believe has been done before. Yeah, mm-hmm. in this way, and it's actually could be like a precursor to an interesting change in like music in the internet age. Like if you think about it, um, yeah. Like I don't know if that's a good idea to do, but I think we'll probably see it happen. It has more the potential often. to be a game yeah. changer, though. Like, yeah, it could well, be really interesting. It's like fucking know? video games, dude. Like, mm-hmm. like you could have albums with DLC now. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, God. you you already you already kind of did right with the deluxe yeah. editions or whatever. Yeah. But you can yeah. have albums with patches. Yeah, exactly. Right. You do. <laughs> the life of Pablo got patched. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. It's a, it's that alone is very interesting. Yeah, it's that, super that crazy. A lot of potential to be a mess, but it also has the potential to be really beneficial. Well, it's um, it it has the potential to entirely change how music is is reviewed and received. Right? Like, yeah. here's the thing. What yeah, how happens, many patches till you have to give it a new review? Right? <laughs> or, or, or or what happens? to the old versions of those songs. Mm-hmm. Like, up till now, an an album has been a, like, an album was like a painting, right? Like, you put it out, and that is what it is. Now, like, are we going to have, like, a museum for dead-end versions of songs that got released to the public and then changed? Because otherwise, like, that's interesting parts of music history that'll just kind of get wiped out. Yeah, I'm the, not really keen on that idea. Yeah, it's strange. Like, the only way to hear those old versions of those songs now, as far as I know, is to have downloaded them up front or to go pirate a copy of it. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's it, like like in video games, old games are mostly preserved by the crazy pirating, cracking communities that are out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. so is music going to go that way? And they they have a model to look at too. Like. They could go that way super quickly. You could have a fucking music museum. Yeah. Where you I can... think oh. I think we'll start to see some people who do that, but I don't think it'll be super yeah, widespread. I don't think it'll take off. Because <clears throat> I don't think it'll... Like, for a lot of styles, it won't really work the same way. It'll be able to work for, like, hip-hop, for example, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you can have, um, like, in a relatively short amount of time, have, like, different mixes coming out and, like different verses appearing on tracks and stuff like that. I, I think um, I think you're right, but I think in terms of, like, remastering something and, like, yeah. changing the balance, or, like, if someone comes out and says, like, that something is, is offensive or upsetting, or if they say that this is the weak track on an album, 
Mm-hmm. An artist will totally be able to go back in and rework that based on, right. on feedback. But I, I don't know how many how many artists will, do it? will actually want to do that because you know a lot of that's that's like the initial problem I had with this album is like it sounded like it wasn't ready for release when it came out. Yeah, that's what. Um, right, but, but I think like that same. You no, know, most. Sorry, I think a lot. A lot of artists when they finish a work like an album, like. It's they are done with that. Like they are going to move on to the next thing. But I bet you, That's what... I bet you that two decades ago, people were saying the same thing in video games. It's definitely possible. Like, um, and but you you have artists that will release albums and immediately be unhappy with how mm-hmm. the release went. Um, like, I, I think like I think you're right. I think you're right in that right now that is going to be the reaction. But I think as we move forward, if this keeps happening. That can change, yeah. right? Yeah. I think the new standard can change. I think that, could... that that people will 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 like consider it finished after they've done that revision. Like, yeah, it could yeah. be. I really hope it doesn't, just because I... I think that's going to lead to laziness and like a weird. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Um, I think that's definitely a possible like negative side effect of it. Um, mm-hmm. Is because you know if you know that you can just fix it yeah. later oh i'm, I'm not arguing like, it for it to be a good thing. oh no, of course yeah, no, no, definitely but, but like check it out like but it will be interesting to see what happens it's and, like and it'll and, be sorry yeah go ahead sorry, no, no. i was gonna say if anyone knows an example of this happening before send us an email yeah no tell us about it because like it's it's kind of fascinating i actually saw something the first video game that ever received a patch via the internet was like oh fuck it was like nearly 30 years ago i think mm-hmm. Yeah, and and That's like and now, games come out broke, right? Yeah, they come out broke. Yeah, and you're yeah. expected to just download a patch to fix yeah. it. So, like, who knows what direction music will go? And now that this door is kind of like kind of opened, like yeah, it's definitely been opened. You can I you could say. see people releasing an album earlier than they otherwise would, saying. Hey, you can buy this now for ten bucks. It'll be twenty on release, and then you can get new tracks as I add them. Yeah, right. Which, yeah, my my big fear again, because it could easily happen, definitely, and I would not in any way be surprised if people start doing things of that nature. But it reminds me of um last year when Grimes was going to put out that album, and then got an audience sort of opinion. She, I guess, um sent it out to people and a couple people didn't like it so she pulled the album mm-hmm. and i'm worried that uh the audience influence is going to be too much of a big influence mm-hmm. so people are going to start like but imagine know, leaning towards like oh this is what the audience wants more so uh, i'm gonna yeah i could that. i could see that but but imagine how that early distribution model could help an independent artist totally no and i it, they could do wonderful things there's no question yeah they so could it's... easily like by doing that fund a mastering of their tracks right like, like they they release it or like it's like sorry <laughs> oh yeah. popo they would find out there's a popo sound in the background and i think i think that was an ambulance but i'm not sure yeah probably <laughs> um but uh yeah yeah no it it could be it could be super interesting, and and I think the door is like we said, kind of open for some weird shit to happen around this now. Yeah, um, yeah. And maybe it won't because Kanye is weird and crazy, right? Like maybe people won't be like, "That's an acceptable thing to do." Yeah. But who knows what it'll be like in in even 
even in five years. Yeah, I'd yeah. say give it three. Even. Like it won't it won't be very long. <laughs> like especially with long. with trends in hip hop, like they move pretty fast. Super uh, super fast. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> like stuff that came out three years ago is like considered irrelevant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, I I wanted to bring that up because I thought it was an interesting thing, and I wanted yeah. to to kind of get you your, your yeah. Thoughts I think on it. my overall thing is I was like really interesting context around the entire thing kind yeah. of mediocre album <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, Ted, you, know you should you should listen to it at some point because we i'm sure we'd both love to to hear what you think because uh there's some weird stuff there um yeah. yeah and it's worth listening to if only because it's kanye's album right like yeah dude is messed up but he puts out some really fascinating work so yeah give I mean, it a shot some of the singles are good Certainly, I probably will eventually. Mm-hmm. I just, it's not high on my list. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get back to what we were talking about before I rudely interrupted. <laughs> we're oh, about, right. We were talking about party shorts. The party yeah, shorts, party. that's right. Let's hit on them real quick because we are, man, we're running We're running a little behind, <laughs> as it turns out. Oh, man. <laughs> that what always happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Parquet Courts put out a new album this week along with everyone else this was a fucking great week i don't know if we've acknowledged that but man oh, yeah so much shit came out there this are week. also new albums from tim hecker mm-hmm. which i will probably listen to before next episode and talk about yep. um and um, if anyone wants to frisk it on another Weezer album, there's a new one. Yeah, I, saw that. <laughs> I, I thought about it. You know, then... this is like kind of like the one, the last one that came out. I've been mm-hmm. seeing a lot of people who are like, "This is the best one since Pinkerton." Ted, <laughs> Ted, I'm gonna yeah. tell you Anyways. this. I'm gonna tell you this now. You've been hurt before. <laughs> I'm not a huge Weezer fan. I mean. Yeah. The shit I like from them, I like definitely, but I didn't like them when I was young, so I'm right, not. Right. There's no yeah. nostalgia attached to it, but I will definitely probably listen to it just to laugh. It's a, it's a fucking shit. scam, yeah, I, man. I, yeah, <laughs> it's, I, a scam. it's a scam. I actually, I actually, I actually listened to half of it, and I did not like. It. Yeah, <laughs> it, they just yeah. want. They just want your your listens. They just want. It's the, like the chart Rivers. Don't give it to Rivers Cuomo Tricksy is bastards. like a fucking forty five year old dude that's like still singing about girls in high school or at least that's what it sounds like (laughs) oh rivers fucking weirdo oh man it's a fucking scam dude we (laughs) just pushing money oh but anyways there's also a new m83 album that's been oh yeah it's been getting a lot of good reviews so i'm probably gonna listen to that before next week as well anyways tell me about the parquet courts or just parquet courts (laughs) <laughs> or board shorts the par- the parking carts <laughs> parking carts was a good one that was a good one <clears throat> the parakeet tarts I don't know um yeah so they put out a new album Human Performance oh. all in all I'd say it's a good album another solid I haven't heard one from them I haven't liked yet there's some that are good um better than others the thing yeah. that stuck out to me more than anything <clears throat> was um a single I saw they did um they recorded uh they had a session with kexp and i heard it a couple days before the album came out um berlin got blurry and i haven't been able to get that song out of my head for the past week it is so fucking good yeah it's so fucking good i cannot mm. stop listening to <laughs> so it so what kind for, of band is this 
<laughs> I know nothing band? about this Oh, no. Band. No, no. These, these are artists. This, they paintings. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to. Sorry. Oh, I yeah. Uh, this is a music session. Mm, yeah. Podcast that is sometimes about paintings. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they're they're punk, right? They're are they they're not classic yeah. punk. Okay. Yeah, they're they've got like, they're I, I'd say they're like somewhat post punk, but they have like leanings towards like early '90s slacker rock and like more of like the fun punk side of things because they're not yeah. like super uh, socially like driven. intellectual sounding and complex like some post rock can be. They're like they lean pretty heavily towards the like energetic side and just like catchy songwriting with like really shitty guitar solos. Yep. It's so it's so mediocre and I fucking love it. It was so yeah. perfect. <laughs> They've been super prolific. This is their fifth album to come out in five years. Yeah, they're um, really fucking going for it. Yeah. And they've all all of the ones I've heard, which to be fair is only like four, um, have all been pretty standard of just like a solid album yeah all around i've really enjoyed it um yeah so i just wanted to touch on that mostly check out berlin got blurry because that song is fucking fire it's so good Mm -hmm. i love that song so much they i listened to a few tracks from this uh one thing that um parquet courts does is like the uh their pavement impersonation <laughs> that they do it, they do it so well that I don't even care. <laughs> there are definitely some songs in this where I was like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> I, I didn't notice, but I like your. <laughs> they're so good at it, you don't even care. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh man, you'll have to you'll have to send me a list of all the pavement ones so I can. Oh, there's it. yeah, they've they've got a couple in their discography for sure. I would not doubt that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so good album. Check them out. Parlay towards, uh, hit them up. That's on Twitter. Hit them up everywhere. On Twitter, hit them up on the street. If you see them, be like, "Hey, guy, you look like a parquet court." <laughs> God, I wish we didn't use up all the good ones before this episode. I apparently was not part of any of that. Like, I missed that entire discussion. So. It's okay. <laughs> we were we were talking about it separately, and I sent some to other people when I was telling them to listen to London or uh, Berlin Got Blurry, because I fucking told everybody to listen to that song. That's it. That's all. All right. That's all you get. All right. That's let's it. let's move on to the main oh, event. I should have yeah. called this out at the beginning of the fucking. Episode I know we forgot to do that. And totally. Oh yeah, I like to. that we've started doing that. That's such like a professional thing to do. And then I'm we keep missing it, but that's okay. So throw it to the wind. This week was supposed to be. Last week was supposed to be the uncluded. <laughs> it's but all very confusing. The ununcled. The ununcled. Ununcled. But that was a wheel album. We needed Robbie here, and we sat down to record it with him, and then his computer exploded. Loaded. It literally caught fire to his house. It was awful. And so now he, he is, is homeless. Yeah, he now is trying to But it's to okay because he lives in Eugene. He's so trying to, yeah, he's not homeless. He's bohemian. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so now he's trying to collect on his insurance for the burned down house and also get his computer repaired. And we're hoping that we can record that episode next week. Yeah. Stepping up to the plate, though, we've got... An album that was picked by C Swag Taylor, yeah, famous that's uh, me. famous producer. I picked it. He I picked it <laughs> by one Anna von Hauswolf. Hauswolf. Yes, Hauswolf. Hauswolf. Yes. 
Anna von Hauswurf. Anna von yeah. Hauswurf. She, Anna von Hauswurf is a Transylvanian musician. <laughs> Anna von Hauswurf. <laughs> the album is she called is, The Miraculous. She is 600 years old. <laughs> Hundreds of years old. Oh, man, this is gonna... Mm. This is gonna be good. Uh, it's called The Miraculous. Camden, you picked it. Tell me... I did. Tell me first about, about Anna von okay. Hauswurf. Van Osbooth. Well, as I said, she is a 600-year-old vampire <laughs> who lives in a chapel. And plays a gigantic and, organ. And she, Yes, she plays a gigantic organ. Uh, one of those things I just said is actually true. <laughs> it's the vampire it's the thing. Last. Let's yeah, just the vampire thing. Let's be honest. It's definitely she, the vampire She only thing. plays banjo. <laughs> oh my god! A, a vampire who played the banjo would be a great <laughs> fantasy character. I don't know what for, but we need to write something about this. All right. Cool. Is it? I'll uh, hit up. I'll hit up my uncle. And yeah, see hit up your uncle. See if we can get a cameo. Be <laughs> 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 like. Hey, I had an idea. You know what would make this book better? I'll, a good old banjo picking vampire. Oh man, I'm sure. I'm sure he'd be able to come up with a wonderful name. He would have a good name for it. Yes. Definitely. Yes, definitely. Okay. Anyways, banjo. Uh, yeah. So the album we're talking about, Anna von Hauswolf, The Miraculous. It came out not too long ago. Actually, about four months ago or five months ago, in uh, November 2015. It's an album I did not get around to listening to during that year. Um, and I've just been hearing a lot about her and like the way people talked about her sound. I'm like, I'm about 98% sure that's something I'm going to love a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you know my music taste, this is like this is right up your alley. a magical concoction for my ears. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Anna von Hauswolf is a, uh, songwriter that's, this is her third album. She's from Gothenburg, Sweden. Uh, that's all I know about her. She's 29. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, uh, she's, she's released a a couple really interesting albums. I've listened to her last two, this one and, uh, Ceremony, which came out in 2013. And her most distinctive feature is, well, she's got her really intense uh like wide range ranging vocals and then uh she plays huge ass church organs and (laughs) there aren't a lot of artists these days playing huge ass church organs i so i'm looking at at her discography and it sounds like some sort of epic fantasy cycle right her first album was track of time followed by Singing from the grave. Yeah, track of time followed by EP. ceremony, <laughs> and and now the miraculous. <laughs> it it yeah. sounds like she's writing like a Game of Team Thrones fiction. style. Yeah, well, or that. <laughs> oh, jeez, thanks. <laughs> Sorry, it's track of time that really sells it as teen fiction for me. <laughs> well, okay, but uh, yeah, so. That's kind of like one of the distinctive parts of her sound, um, and she's got kind of a a like an interesting mix of like post rock and in some areas like I'd say 
doom metal and prog metal influences yeah for sure absolutely. very drone sure. too. yeah and drone music influences for sure and which makes so much sense with the organ i mean oh yeah yeah and like organs are one of the droniest <laughs> they might be the droniest <laughs> i'm pretty sure the the droniest instruments <laughs> yeah and she's she's really been pretty upfront about her love of some some norwegian ass metal oh yeah she's <laughs> yeah. uh I, I guess she at once got, like, some flack for having, like, a publicity photo where she was wearing a Burzum t-shirt, because <laughs> Burzum is the infamous <laughs> black metal musician <laughs> who murdered a man in another black metal band and is uh, very racist. <laughs> so, yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah. yeah. yeah and participated in the burning of churches and all that kind of stuff. He is really cute. Yeah. He's such a winner. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, so she got in a little trouble for that, and then she was like, well, I'm a fan of his art. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, what was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, but she's really fond of organs, and I think it like it lends a really unique thing to her sound. Like, There's some interviews with her where she talks about like getting your hands on an actual church organ, because for the last two, at least, for Ceremony and The Miraculous, they're, they're recorded at different churches like with different organs so you have to like go there and most of these churches have like an organist who's in control of that right so you have to go to there and be like okay i gotta convince this person to let me play their like beloved giant priceless instrument (laughs) i wonder if she just found one that was like a fan of her work like did she just put out like a craigslist ad i don't know yeah i don't know i guess i don't know how organists really have i don't know i couldn't i couldn't picture a classic organist one that is enough of an organist that they like work for a church yeah, knowing of Anna von Hausfeld. There have been some weird people who who were organists. For I don't churches. know, man. It's Sweden. Yeah, it's true. No, it is <laughs> right? very true. Just like her, obviously being Swedish because of her metal influences. Yeah, that's like more than anything. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm curious how she opened up the communication. For yeah. That. So because so, I, I was reading, she point. also, um, like. I, I imagine a difficult conversation with them would be she she submerged part of the pipes to give it strange production sounds. Yeah. Can you imagine having a conversation so like, hey, can I borrow your hey, organ? Hey, can I put this shit in water? Also, I'm going to put it underwater for a little while. Is that, is that cool? I know it was like hundreds of years was, old. Was that something she did afterwards or is that something that was set it's, up it's, on the organs before it uh, i imagine it was not set up before okay but i don't know i don't, I don't know, know that's what i, I heard about, about that too but i don't know if that was something she did maybe after. it's like a classic <clears throat> thing you do with organs if yeah. you know uh, email us <laughs> yeah hey you know, if you know fucking... send us an email <laughs> if you know about great. organs yeah. if you happen or to be a you... church organist and an expert who is and are for some reason listening to this show. Yeah. <laughs> or if you if you would understand like an organist being like, yeah, you can totally borrow my organs. Gross. <laughs> I've been trying to find a way to slip that in there. Oh man. <laughs> Wonderful joke, Ted. So, Thank you. Thank you. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about the music a little bit. Yeah? The what? You guys, you guys are down for that? Talking about the music? on this album oh no i want to talk about some of the uh influence of this album a little more actually okay yeah, all totally right. keep going um because there's a lot of interesting stuff because she was she had a pretty like clear 
artistic vision for what uh, this album was supposed to be. So um, there's sort of like a press release thing that came out with the release of the album. So I'm going to quote pretty heavily from it uh, because it has it gives some interesting context to it. So I'm going to start at the beginning. Uh, So when Anna von Hauswolf was young, her parents used to tell her stories about a place the family loved to visit. The location is seeped in a complicated history, a home, for example, to Sweden's traditional folk music. It's an area of outstanding natural beauty, but once provided the backdrop for a momentous uprising against the country's king, during which thousands of peasants were slaughtered, leaving its landscapes bathed in blood. The tales in which von Hauswolf lost herself, some true, some less so, were on occasions charming, at other times horrifying, but they always lingered long after bedtime. It became to her a place of mystery, magic, and terror, and though she won't say where it is, she still returns repeatedly, if sometimes only in her imagination, and she calls that place miraculous. <laughs> it's huh. his, so the <laughs> the influence is sort of from like the stories she heard of this place as a child, um, yeah, and like then her visits dark to there. Fairy tale hellscape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's based on that, and it was sort of triggered by her reading a novel by a Swedish writer whose name is uh, Charles Walter Lundquist. <laughs> yeah, his name was Charles. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. And that book was called Kalan, and that's uh, in the sort of press release for it, she talks about it and says that book was about kids on a spiritual journey searching for something holy and the disappointment of not finding it uh, and their joy in hunting for it and the importance of letting go of control. Um, so sort it's of about the reading journey, that... not the destination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she said, if I were to search for uh, something like the kids in the book were looking for, then this is the place I would start looking. So, um, yeah. So it's got some interesting background, or at least, you know, it's it's cool because a lot of times you don't really get to hear like people's like explicit artistic vision for a piece yeah, of music. Yeah, because that's that's a like a physical influence. Yeah, yeah. Like a, that's that's really like a concrete thing. That's yeah. super exciting. I like yeah. that a lot. That yeah. makes me really happy. Okay. Okay. All right. We're back from that sudden, unexpected. I was <laughs> abruptly interrupted by the music director of KSUA. Yeah. He's very BGM. Yeah. So you can't. You can't shunt him. He's I yeah. Now, yeah. So yeah. You had to pay attention. <laughs> All right. So we are. But we're back. We're back yeah, after we... that impromptu break. That uh, I might have to edit like an intro to the break in. God damn it. All right, you guys are going to keep me busy. It's the way I like it. (laughs) All right, so um, we were talking about where this album Anna von Hauswolf. Yeah. (laughs) 
I really, really oh, enjoy no. this idea of her being a vampire. <laughs> you know, I would kind it of doesn't, believe it. It doesn't really... Well, it kind of fits with the, the style with, like, of this album. It does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like the background she gave, and the fact that she's like this this Swedish lady who like appears kind of like eternally young. Well, she's yeah. still pretty young, but well, she's you know, pretty, young. Still pretty <laughs> yeah. young. You know, but the truth behind the album is this: she was actually at that field where all the bloodshed happened, and this is the album of expressing what she saw when she was actually a young girl oh, before yeah, being her, bitten and turned into a vampire. It's her vampire, pre- yeah, vampire this memories. Is, this is actually good. It's going to be a series of albums, a prelude oh, God. of her vampire life. Will there be a nocturne afterwards? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be I can, great. I cannot wait for the next few. <laughs> That's going to be so, killer. All right, so let's let's get to it then. Let's talk about what this music is, what what this is like. I, I wasn't sure what it was going to be going into it. I went in yeah. pretty blind. Yeah, I think all I told you about it was that she plays an organ. A big yeah. one. You really yeah. specified <laughs> how big the organ was. Um, yeah, yeah, so mm-hmm. we'll start talking about the actual album. Uh, I was going to point out really quickly, besides Anna von Hauswolf, who's on this album, there's uh, Ulrich Ording on drums, because I like everyone's performance on this, so I wanted to point out yeah. everyone. Um, Joel Fabianson on guitar, Carl Vento also on guitar, and Philip Lehman, who played synthesizer and produced the album. Um, so, it starts off with one of uh, my favorite tracks, and one that really got me instantly into this album, and like, I was so sure right away that I had made a great choice by listening <laughs> to this. Um, with track Discovery, which is one of the longer pieces, and it does something that I think kind of uh, distinguishes like what kind of album this is going to be, because it, you know, there aren't any vocals for like seven minutes mm-hmm. in this song, and it really like works on building the instrumental atmosphere. Like you start with just like those pounding <laughs> organ chords, and you're like, holy shit, okay, I and then. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was sold pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so it really sort of makes this sort of like eerie, creepy otherworldly atmosphere right away. And then it does this really wonderful build. And then she, once the vocals come in, she's doing like this sort of like chant type thing that uh, this is one of the few moments on this um, album that really reminds me of swan's last couple albums actually <laughs> yeah like, it totally does. um at least and le- and especially like some of the stuff they do live uh mm-hmm. but yeah super incredible opening um and then you sort of go on through a couple shorter tracks hope of empty men is also one of my favorite songs on here and it's kind of got like the simple uh, organ arpeggios like it's a little more gentle now but then you have like these weird sort of effects and i think this is the one where some of the what the pipes she's playing on are the ones submerged in water because this uh like this song is not very long it's like three minutes but it starts like decaying really fastly and gets like really fucked like weird and fucked up sounding by the end mm-hmm. and you have these kind of like shrieking scrapey sounding pipes that are playing You're like whoa uh, and she's also, I was trying to figure out what she was doing with her vocals on that track, because they sound like kind of low pitched and like warbly. Like it sounds like maybe like she was singing through, I thought she was singing through like a tube of some kind as well. 
but I'm not sure what exactly she was doing. Um, I think they have um they have a, <clears throat> a filter or something on her mic. Um, yeah, from what I can tell from watching live videos. Yeah, when they when they do certain aspects of these songs, that that seems to be what it is. Yeah, um, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. But it, um, it gives it alone. I just since we're talking about that to interrupt you. Um, one of my favorite things, pretty much immediately, and I see that or I saw that written pretty consistently with this album and with her in general, is her, the pairing of her voice with the organ pipes. Mm-hmm. Like, because organ pipes are these big sort of bombastic sounds constantly and then um and the mixing is phenomenal the mm. the guy who fucking did that was great but um philip like Phil, good job <laughs> philip um but like her her voice is so piercing on top of the organs mm-hmm. without being just like i'm being really loud right now yeah I, it's piercing while yeah. still being very um yeah it is like emotional yeah, yeah it's totally it's really like you know, of course, like she's singing at like a high register and a lot of this stuff, but it is like really smooth. Like it's not shrill or Shame. anything. So I'm gonna um, be 100 percent alone on this, and I know that's true. I did not like the echoey effect they put on her voice. <laughs> I knew you. I knew you would at all. Like I was not into it. It was everywhere. She had a, clearly a great voice, and then it just the echo was. I didn't yeah. like it. it didn't I loved the atmosphere it built. It yeah, it, felt it didn't like build was, atmosphere for me. It just sounded you were just like echo uh, echo i was like let me hear her voice like stop <laughs> trying to layer production on it when you don't need to mm. i don't know it didn't work <laughs> i don't know i don't really agree with all. that i don't think people with like objectively good voices should just always sing clean yeah I, I, really I, you're 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 totally right but man i would have liked to hear her sing clean more mm. yeah 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 i loved the echo i thought um, like it, it constantly felt like I was in a giant old church, um, like the, with the sound of the organ mixed with that echo. Yeah, I think I think that whole track had sort of like a like submerged sounding quality, mm-hmm. which is uh, I don't know. I I felt like that was effective in you know getting that across. But uh, did you have any thoughts about Discovery, the first one, Josh? I really love Discovery up until she starts singing on it. Like, (laughs) I think that I like my. This is going to be super consistent for me throughout this album. I think musically it's awesome and I love Mm -hmm. listening to it. But whenever she started singing, like, it didn't really work for me. Like, man, (laughs) on a on a really fundamental level, that that dumb echo effect was throughout the whole album. It was everywhere. It like ne- I never liked it anymore. But the music I thought was great. Like I thought, so I love Discovery. I love the first like seven minutes of that track. I thought like a bunch of the tracks we haven't talked about yet were fantastic. And like yeah, there were totally there were parts where I like her voice didn't bother me as much. But it was never the highlight of what was going on for me. Like mm-hmm. and and it. It was clear that she had a really fantastic, like, haunting-sounding voice. Yeah. But I didn't think it needed to have that, like, that 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 echo effect over it to get that to get that atmosphere and that 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 across. Like, I'm not sure that a lot know. of the times it was like a set effect. I think it might have been how it was it, recorded. It might have, yeah, because that, it was that, being recorded like inside a that that might have like, been a cavernous area. That yeah, that might know. totally be it. 
Like <laughs> it might not have been an effect, but the way that it sounded on just... on hope of only only of empty man, that's definitely an effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But the way that it it sounded just generally didn't work for me, which was a shame because I mm-hmm. liked everything else about this album a whole yeah. bunch. Like yeah. I thought I really like Discovery from the jump. We haven't even talked about uh, Pompero Posa yet, and I thought that no, track was yeah. super cool. Like, there's mm-hmm. tons of stuff here that I was really, really, really see. Into. I don't like. I don't really notice that effect that you're talking about as much on like a lot of these songs. Really? Like, I, 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 know, I, I hear like some you know reverb and some echo, but it's not really like a. I was like drowning was, or voice out or anything. Like it was mm, almost it's still, impossible. It's still really clear. It was That's almost impossible to for me, me to <laughs> like that is like, insane, and, and and it was and and it was especially that way because it was because like that sort of echoey effect was there in the very first track, right? And it set a tone okay. for me where I, like whenever she started singing, I was like, oh, huh. <laughs> which sucks. Like, and I know it sucks because man, yeah. I was super into all the other stuff that was going on here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I a hundred percent do not understand that in any way. But <laughs> okay. I acknowledge you do not like the vocals. Yeah, <laughs> no. <fine>. I <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I I'm 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 alright with, with being alone on that one. Like that's yeah. that's a me thing. That isn't the sort of like for some reason it's something that I just kind of find distracting. Like in a weird way. Huh. Like subtitles in a movie. Really? What? You don't How... like subtitles in a... Uh, no, no, let me be clear about this. <laughs> I I think subtitles can be incredibly helpful, but I find that when I turn on subtitles in a movie, I spend all my time watching the subtitles and none of my time watching the movie. But it's such a... Like, they're, they're right next to each other. <laughs> right, but I focus on the subtitles, right? Like, I focus on the subtitles and reading the subtitles, and I miss a lot of the visual content of the movie. Like, that's a constant thing for me. I turn on subtitles when I can't hear it, but otherwise I don't use subtitles because I know that that's something that I do. And I know that it makes, like, tons of visual experiences less impactful for me because I'm so busy, like, focusing on the subtitles because they're there and I feel like I have to read them. And, like, and and with, with vocals, right, vocals are super hard for me to ignore because traditionally in the music that I listen to, vocals are a very central like focus of a lot of them it's the same reason that mm-hmm. like i didn't like like there was a ton of dream theater that i didn't like because i didn't like the vocalist right mm-hmm. like so here it was mostly based on on like i i for some reason that that echoey effect just didn't really work for me but it was it was really hard to ignore that like hmm. yeah Okay. Well, it sounds like it basically like ruined the album. No, it didn't ruin the album. I can't album. imagine how it did not ruin the album. I, I liked the album a whole lot. I just didn't care for the vocals. Okay. Right? But there were tons just... of big, long stretches without vocals, or where yeah, the vocals and, were more and, like, of an effect. A lot of her than... music is like that. Like she's, yeah. It's definitely like, uh, and especially on like a lot of the longer pieces, there are yeah. definitely yeah, yeah, large yeah, totally. instrumental and, sections. And like when when the vocals were more of an effect and less of a storytelling tool, or or when 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 the singing was more wordless, that bothered mm. me less. Like okay, but when when I was trying to 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 follow the story of the album 
through her words, the 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 echo became way more prominent to me hmm. and hard for like I didn't enjoy that. Okay. Yeah. But like music like I said, musically I I thought this was super cool, which is yeah. why like that was highlighted the way that it was. Yeah. So Alright, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um so <laughs> we'll go on to uh Come Wonder With Me slash Deliverance, which is definitely my highlight for the album. Um, my first note on this is 10 out of 10. It's <laughs> <laughs> an appropriate note. So, so this one's kind of interesting. Is the first half, Come Wonder With Me, is a cover of a piece of music that was written for one of the old Twilight Zone episodes. Um, I forgot to write down which one it was, but I guess like a friend of hers had showed her the version on the Twilight Zone and she like just fell in love with the song and then decided to do like a cover of it in her style. So uh, I got another quote from her here where she said, I decided to make a cover of it. The lyrics and the feeling of the song seduced me into this uh, mystical yet romantic landscape. Um, and it deals with the idealization of a world that you yearn to know and the fear and frustration that one might not ever be able to fully exploit that place due to physical and emotional limitations. Um, it's about longing and dreaming while facing the reality of obligations of doubt. And the cool thing I think about it, because this is, it's uh, that cover, and then it morphs into an original song, which is the second half uh, called Deliverance. And you said, like, that kind of formed while they were playing the song live, and they would start doing, like, an improvisation after playing it, and then the second half of the song kind of, like, grew out of that. Oh, uh, so cool. Yeah, yeah, but that's awesome. I didn't. But know this, that. yeah, this this track kind of like has everything I love about this album. You know, you have the uh, really long, well-made builds. It has the some of the most metal moments. So metal on the whole <laughs> album, where you have some of the guitar solos coming in, and like the super uh, chuggy guitar part at like five minutes, where it's just like the downstrum chords, like I mean also reminded me of swans again that was like straight <laughs> yeah. up swans right there that was the first time where um, i was like am i listening to swans What's happening <laughs> yeah, right basically uh, uh yeah and then it does this amazing build into this part <laughs> that is my favorite part of the whole fucking album which i because uh, maybe you this didn't part didn't bother you josh because she's not singing <laughs> words but there's a part where she's like wordlessly yelling and they're she's like doing it along with the guitar solo and it's so fucking badass <laughs> yeah. I, I love that so much oh yeah that's definitely yeah. The, one of the the best songs yeah know, as far as i'm concerned yeah i always have to change my pants after that one. <laughs> it, um, it's a it's really great because it shows i don't know her artistic influences in the sense of like her, her coming out of a song she's doing the cover of yeah. and then like her love of metal and then mm-hmm. they're just like they're connectivity in the way that they write music and i think it's just such a wonderful yeah. piece because it shows all of these aspects of being a musician and it's yeah. so badass yeah and that's no, like i think yeah the i guess combination i think this track is like the best sort of culmination of all the sounds i like about the entire album yeah i agree um, with that and like one of like my biggest gripe with this album actually is like i feel like it works so fucking well in like the longer tracks mm-hmm. like the longer tracks are so amazing i mean like they're by far my favorite ones and i really like 
pretty much all the shorter pieces too but there's like a lot of times where there's just something i wish would have like you know had like more more of like a uh yeah have more like played out build kind of like the bigger ones but like i i understand not wanting to do like a whole album of that because that can get like kind of of exhausting Mm -hmm. Um, yeah i have the same actual issue like i i really love this album i thought this album was awesome um i loved the vocals i didn't have any issues with them but my biggest issue with it would be um the, the the moments that are closer to indie rock rather than the droney sort yeah. of loud things it gets a little poppier than i want mm-hmm. um which they do a good job with it but it's not what i think they shine at um like where the great moments are um yeah uh, so and i think Des- uh, discovery is a perfect starter because it shows both sides of the album the first mm-hmm. half is that really like slow drone and then it gets really sort of uh, poppy, and then it ends back right into that that heavy drone. Yeah, um, I love the end of Discovery. Actually, every time it ends, I think it's the start of another song. But I I love that. I think that's yeah a really great touch for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Speaking of the short, all right. So, did you like the uh, interlude one and Ensem Vandarare, which means uh, a lonely wanderer? By the way. Uh, Google translated that shit. <laughs> Wait, what does it mean? Sorry, you. I love. Uh, you. It means a lonely wanderer. <laughs> oh wow! Thank you, Google Translate. <laughs> In Swedish? Huh? Uh, I am not sure. It didn't look like Swedish to me. <laughs> you it just threw it no, in it there and, like and got whatever Google Translate said. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, okay. Google. It Translate. sounds. Right. It's, it makes sense given like the themes of the album. Yeah, it's Swedish. Uh, she's Swedish. And it makes if it sense said like, <laughs> if it said like I love strawberries, then I would have like I don't know. <laughs> it's like, man, what's up? What's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a whole joke, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Did you did you like that one at all? Um, it came right after "Come Wander with Me," so I was yeah. probably so busy. As you put it, yeah, changing it's kind of like it's kind of like a it's kind of like a breather. Mm-hmm. I feel like because you have like the quick instrumental. Yeah, and I thought I thought at the very least its placement was really great. Yeah, because I think that's a, yeah. a good spot for. Kind of need to come down after mm-hmm. after coming down after <laughs> harmonized vocal and guitar solo. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Um, but yeah, that that track actually had some interesting like. And like western vibes to the guitar parts. I felt. Oh, it was that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. which also kind of comes up on the final track on the album. Yep, I was going to bring that yeah. up. Yeah, it's got which, that sort of which is kind of like a, just another guitar. interesting influence that kind of like peeks out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Pretty much only on those two tracks. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like that one. Uh, yeah, the only one that wasn't really super standout to me was uh the one after that an oath mm-hmm. i yeah it was, it was okay kind of yeah i thought it uh just sounded like it reminded me of palm periposa and hope only of empty men just like not as good yeah <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah it's like the same sort of song um <laughs> yeah structurally so, for building an album it's a good spot for that, but I just yeah. think it was probably a weaker song. Yeah. Than it should like, be. I would have taken that being cut and, like, one of the other songs um, being extended. Like, yeah. Oh, definitely that. Yeah. Uh, 
So, yeah, but, like, Evocation and Miraculous are really good, too, though. And Miraculous especially goes up more into, like, the just full-on, like, drone and ambient territory. Yeah, it gets so droney. Is, I love yeah. that. I like Evocation because um, it's got that sort of witchy, screaming sound right at the end, which is either, like, oh, a yeah, really high-pitched what... organ piece or just, like, <laughs> st- her just, like, screaming. I'm my, not sure yeah, which. my last note on Evocation is, the, is you're like, right at the end of the song. I was like, holy shit, that high organ note. Mm-hmm. And then the first note on the miraculous was holy shit those low bass tones (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, they did such a great job with building this album i think yeah the way it moves is really very expertly done yeah it's really like how she uses like the full range of the organ throughout the album is pretty cool like you do hear like those points where it's just like that's super like uh like subterranean you're you're hearing mostly just like like, yeah you're just hearing the actual noises yeah and there's some cool shit about like like, if you read interviews with her where she's talking about playing, like, organs in these places where she says you can just, like, feel that those, like, intense mm-hmm. vibrations just, like, going through you while you're playing. I'm like, man, that must feel so awesome. That would be so yeah, fun. To play an organ crazy. like that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're just, like, surrounded by these giant pipes. Yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> I was like... thinking about that today because I was like, oh, yeah. it would be awesome to hear her play or, or hear this album live with, like, a proper organ. Yeah. But, yeah, I was kind of wondering what her, like, ooh. normal setup was for live shows. Mm. Um, since, you know, like, this is obviously not an instrument you can take on tour. <laughs> no, Are no, you but... sure? Are you sure <laughs> she just doesn't take a whole fucking church with she, her? Maybe she, she just, like, maybe she only does shows like in a the church. Semi, yeah, maybe she tours up. churches. That'd be oh, cool. Man. Oh, yeah. I'd go to one of those shows for I sure. Would, I would definitely <laughs> go to one of those shows. That'd be badass. It might be re- really echoey, though. I don't yeah, know if that would work for you, Josh. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and the miraculous says like I thought it was a good piece of drone and ambient music. Yeah, uh, I like thought how, it was an appropriate like how, track for the titular track. Um, I think it uh did a good job of like progressing from being sort of like welcoming sounding and then getting like kind of gross sounding during the end when mm-hmm. like <laughs> where it's kind of like decaying. Yeah. Um, that was cool. Uh, yeah, then she ends it off with uh, Stranger, which is kind of a sort of a unique one in the track list. Like, it's there's an acoustic guitar on it. It's for the one most thing. <laughs> the the most indie rock out of all of them. I thought. Yeah. Um, and ironically, Did... I love that song. Yeah, I love. I that think song it's too. so so good. Her her mm-hmm. voice is just gorgeous on it. Um, like the all the instrumentation is lovely. I think it's it's such a mm-hmm. wonderful end. Um, it feels like the end of a movie. Um, we were talking about that. Yeah, it definitely has like outro music quality. It's very outro like, music. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think she definitely nailed the open and closing track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is always okay. always something I I really yeah. care about. Mad know, respect when it comes to albums. <laughs> um, yeah. So bookend it, man. Important. Yeah, Dude, yeah. It's yeah. so important to have a good outro. Yeah, so oh like yeah, overall for me, um like I was saying, like the aspects that go into this album are pretty much like a perfect confirmation for me to love an album. So mm-hmm. I was almost guaranteed to be like head over heels for this. Um and I, I totally am. But I like my only gripes are that not really huge on that track and oath, and I wish there was some points where it was um Expand you know, that sort of like that epic instrumental mm-hmm. build would happen some yeah. more. 
Um, and on her album before this ceremony, she has uh, a lot of tracks that aren't at, like as long as the ones on here. Like, and to me, like totally the best tracks on this album are like yeah, the longest 100%. ones. Um, I'm actually, but, I'm actually kind of with you. I, I yeah. found that like the longer <laughs> ones were where she let the instrumentation shine. Yeah, and... I thought that was where like. All like the those... influences came together in like a really mm-hmm. cool way. Yeah, yeah. The, those were the ones that tended to work a little better. She for got me. to play with the well, droning yeah. more, and that, I think that was really yeah. Weird. Which is which is weird, you know, because typically I don't tend towards super long tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I, I don't know. I just like there was a lot there that I found super compelling and interesting. Good. Um, it just <laughs> her voice was not it. Uh, that's such a um, shame. So. I mean, like, we've had these discussions before. Like, it, uh, I don't get Bjork, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I don't mind. We always, yeah. there's definitely things people are going to disagree on with. Um, yep. And that's yeah, fine. Like, there's enough music out there for everybody. Which is a great <laughs> fucking thing. I, but I, I really, I do oh, love man. that we live in a place where, or like a place in time where we can access this many kinds of music that we can find music we don't like and never have to hear it again. Um, and then find some like super weird organist from Sweden who really loves metal and clearly should be a member of swans. I think It'd be fucking great. I love this. And I loved this album. This album was really great. Yeah. I'm super excited that you picked it. Cause I've been wanting yeah. to check her out. I would, for a while. Yeah, if you yeah, I would go out and check out. I need to still check out her debut album and the first EP, but Ceremony is also really okay. fucking good. Um, this one was just a little more like the highs on this album were just like yeah, real high, fucking magical for me. Yeah. Like actual yeah. tense. So, <laughs> yeah, actual tense. But anyways, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Awesome, cool. cool. Yeah, I think we I think we all probably give it a Ric Flair. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I go to Ric yeah. Flair. Yeah. Uh guys, normally here we would consider having a news section. Um and the only thing there I'm just going to mention headlines because uh here's one that none of us really care about. Uh American Idols over. Oh my god, really? Yes. <laughs> yep. No they, way. Uh, to, this was oh, like last, over for good? Yeah, this was their last oh. season. Uh, they huh. crowned their final Burn winner. Burn it to the goddamn um, ground. <laughs> uh, in in other news, Merle Haggard. Oh yeah, has passed away at seventy nine. Added to the list. Fuck you. Added to the list. Sixteen. Dude, dude. I'm not a religious man, but were I, I would believe that God is putting together one hell of a band up there. <laughs> And uh, yeah, a really band. fucking yeah. weird band. <laughs> in uh, in so I I'm only bringing this up because I saw the headline when I was looking for other stuff. This isn't music related, but uh, okay. So the porn website X Hamster. Oh, oh I, I saw this. So they <laughs> not uh, that I know that they're one. They're shutting off access. They're shutting off access in uh, North Carolina. <laughs> well. Why in North Carolina? <laughs> here's here's the uh, here's the poll quote from uh, PerezHilton.com. 
We are appalled by the recent events that have transpired in North Carolina, referring to the bathroom uh, law and shit. Yeah. Yep. LGBT legislation. We have spent the last 50 years fighting for equality for everyone, and these laws are discriminatory, which X Hamster does not tolerate. As of today, access to xhamster.com is blacked out in the state of North Carolina until further notice. Judging by the stats of what you North Carolinans watch, we feel this punishment is a severe one. (laughs) We will not stand by and pump revenue into a system that promotes this type of garbage. We respect all sexualities and embrace them. them. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uplifting news That's, right there. Thank yeah. you, porn sites, for constantly giving us great news. Who said porn was immoral? <laughs> yeah, look at that. So, um, we mentioned this a little earlier, briefly, and I almost cut it out at the end because, holy shit, we are already 20 minutes over what we oh, said our kill time would be. God damn it. You had a lot of music to catch up on. That was fucking Ted's long-ass story. was definitely my long-ass story. That was a good story, though. <laughs> so... I, we received an email. Oh, yeah. To soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com. That's crazy. The subject line reads as follows. This is from Alana, who has emailed us in Alana, the past. Alana, not Alana. That's right, Alana. The subject line says, In which my opinion is all fired important. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello, nerds. Congrats okay. on the new job, Josh. <laughs> Thanks for Alt Garage Blues Rock, because now I have a name for stuff that se- kind of sounds like the Black Keys. Now I just need names for for stuff that sounds like Cocky King Khaki and King. stuff that sounds like... Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Some Khaki, Khaki King. King. And stuff that sounds like Bajo Fondo. That sounds like fondue. Okay. Yeah. I know y'all have a perfectly good system y'all or picking y'all? albums. I just really want to make sure. She said, she said oh. y'all. All right. <laughs> no, 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 we can have this discussion. But y'all is actually a pretty good term. Well, and as someone not from the South, it's very well, inclusive. Yeah, um, I like y'all. <laughs> thank you. I know y'all have a perfectly good system for picking albums of the week. But if for no other reason than to hear you guys vamp for an hour about one of my favorite bands, I'm suggesting Haven's Dumb by Augie March. Or really any album by Augie March. Haven's Dumb, I'm still spending time with. Watch Me Disappear has some really compelling, sad, deathy stuff. Moo You Bloody Choir has some cool instrumental moments. Strange Bird jumps around a lot in terms of energy level, which is interesting, and they make it work. And absolutely anything they do has amazing poetic storytelling lyrics. I'm all about their lyrics, which I guess is why they're one of my favorites. Just a thought. All my love, Alana. Thank Thank you, Alana. Alana. She then sent in another email. Is it as long as the last one? (laughs) With the subject line, Sexist Country. Also, I think the Sexist Country song by a woman Robbie was trying to think of is Any Man of Mine by Shania Twain. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Did she she post lyrics as examples? She she did not. I I, I did not. She then sent in another email. All right, we've got (laughs) it. Subject line, what? That reads, and y'all literally just ask for listener suggestions. It's like I have ESPN or something. <laughs> she then sent oh my another God. email. Oh, Getting shit. blacklisted. <laughs> Subject line, li- hashtag live blurg. 
It reads, and yes, I am definitely live responding via email as I listen to this week's episode. Thank nice. you a lot. <laughs> Thank a lot. you a lot for writing <laughs> us. Um, you quadrupled our number of emails we have ever received. She, Dude, got our, she raised our, our weekly email too, percentage by like a million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, on the subject of doing a listener album for Augie March, I think that is a terrific mm. idea. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Yeah, so here's the thing. Next, hold on. Let me finish my thought. Judgment. (laughs) Next week is either going to be the Uncluded or it'll be a different album. I think it would be totally valid for that different album to be. which one would you have? Either of you listened to Augie March at all? I, I have no I idea. Have, what I have never is. heard of that band in my life. Fantastic! So I think we're gonna <laughs> we're we're gonna go with Haven's Dumb. Yep. Sounds great. Okay. By Augie March, and that'll be either next week if Robbie's computer is still uh, smoking, or it'll be the week after if it is functional again. Uh, currently, we are planning to figure out. Well, in theory, this was supposed to shorten up our episode a little bit, but, you know. Yeah, uh, I blame it on Ted. That's, That's yeah, what I would do. <laughs> so, so, yeah, next week we'll either be talking about The Uncluded or we'll talk, be talking about Haven's Dumb by Augie March. Thank you again for the listener suggestion, Alana. We're super excited to hear it. I, you, I think you played like one or two tracks for me, but that was like a year ago, so, you know. Never yeah. played any tracks for me. What, what the, the hell, Alana? <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. What the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? Um, so, yes, thanks for writing in. We're going to get on listening to that. We'll talk about it real soon. Uh, Ted, I was going to ask you for your pick, but since we're going to go with this for next week, we may just have to wait till the week we'll after ghost it. this one. Ghost it. Um, I think we've got, we're, we're going to call that a show. I think that's a show. Is there anything? I'm, oh, right. Contact <laughs> us. We've told you like six times to email us. Email us at soundingboardpodcast really at gmail.com. She's going to email us every time we tell her to email us in this episode. <laughs> it's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, you can also get at us on Twitter at Not Always Music or on Facebook. Just search for The Sounding Board and find the, the art that matches ours. You know, one of my coworkers told me he listened to the first 10 minutes of an episode the other day. I tried to tell him not to because I told him our recent episodes have been really bad. But and, but he didn't even know the name of the oh, yeah. podcast. He just went on iTunes and Googled my and, and searched for my last name and music, yeah. and it came up. Awesome. Nice. Do you know which episode he listened so, to? I okay. don't. I've been telling anyone who says they want to listen to it, and there have been a couple of them, to just listen to uh, Whack Shabbat. Oh, yeah, perfect. Okay. Yeah, I've been like, go listen to that, and then listen to stuff that we do after this date, because that's when it's going to get good again. Um, <laughs> I Oh, yeah, PSA for anyone listening to this now, don't listen to any t- episodes. Yeah, of really, <laughs> honestly, if you want to wean out the garbage, <laughs> yeah, wait until the, the garbage is on. That's the way. Yeah, and especially not the ones where he picks the yeah, album. Yeah, like, seriously. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining me. This has been super fun. Uh, I will talk to you guys next week. Hopefully, we'll have this up in a couple days. Okay. So, until then, take it easy. This has been the sounding board. Ciao. Hey, who's Kadoo? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>